going to I'm going to do it just a little bit different set for a second. I'm going to do the verse with the kids, and I want you three. I want you three men step up here with me for a second. You, we're going to. Uh, we'll pray over it in a second. We got so the verse. The verse that I want to start with is uh, Matthew eighteen, eight and nine. And uh, the reason that I pulled these three men up here, first of all, I love them, and they love me. And we, as a, as a church body, we have a responsibility for them and over them and to them, and they have a responsibility to these guys, and on it goes. And because and, uh, these guys are probably not looking at me for an example, but I guarantee you they're looking to these guys and the young women that, the, that are of their age. And so we got to do our job right with them so that they do their job right with these. And uh, so I... This verse that I want to start out today with is, is uh, Matthew 18, 8 and 9. It says, So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than be thrown into it, the eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. The next verse says, And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better to enter into eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. And now the 10th verse talks about our responsibility to kid. I'm going to read that too, to you too, to you little guys. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven there are angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. Your angels, these guys as angels, are in the presence of the heavenly Father. And we have, pr we have a responsibility to them. Yes, the, but back to the eyes and the hand. And if one of those things that c should cause you to sin, they cut it off or gouge it out. That sounds a little harsh, but the truth of the matter is what it's saying is, is you're going to have in your lives, you're going to have desires to do things in your own power. You're going to have desires every day to do things that are not good for you. You're going to have desires to do things that are not the godly way. And if you make compromise with those things, so if you try to follow God and do those things, which most of us do along the way in our journey, we make these compromises. And in those compromises, things don't go right. They go wrong. And they get progressively worse and worse. And so what it's saying, it's better just to cut off the problem than to compromise with it. So as you guys go forward in life, you're going to come to all kinds of situations practically every single day, probably every hour at times. And in those times, you're going to have choices to make. And that choice is, am I going to do it the way I want to do it? And it's going to cause me problems. Or am I going to do it the way that my God would have me do it, which will lead to e eternal life? You three men... I want you to pray over this. I want you to pray over these guys. I want you to pray over the rest of this service, and I want you to pray over me. Yeah, just go down through there, and he can close. This one? Okay. Lord, I just want to thank you for bringing us all here today and uh, letting us hear your powerful words from Lily and John Paul soon and David and David. And just, Lord, I just ask you to, be with us through everyday lives and just keep us safe throughout the rest of the week and uh, just help the bring back the men and women that are fighting for freedom and bring them home safely to their families. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for letting us come together and worship. We just ask that you look over us, keep us safe, keep us safe in our travels. Throw John Paul out of the way and just speak through him, Lord. Yes, Father. Let us hear what we need to hear. Just keep us safe. We love you and we praise you. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you. I pray that you help me lead all these little ones, all of us, in the right path. Help John Paul. Get him out of your way. Pray, for, er, pray over all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's awesome. As 
As you can tell, we're going to have a very special service, and the water's warm, first time ever. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's an amazing day. And uh, um, I had, uh, as you know, I brought my little horse last week, and, and I started sharing him with you, and, and I, I want you to know that this horse came into my life, and I'm glad to have him, but he's got a little sin problem. There's things that he don't know that if he's ready to give up, you know, and, and as they come into my life and he's got this little sin issue, I let him come into my life anyway because I know that he's got a lot of potential and a lot of talent, and I have this big plan for him down the road. But I also know he's got this sin problem here that sooner or later he's going to have to address. Kind of like the hand and foot and the eye that we talked about a minute ago. There's coming a day when he's going to have to decide whether he's going to be all that he was created to be and go ahead and cut the head off of that sin problem. Or if he's going to try to compromise with it, which is going to get in the way. It's going to get in his way. It's going to get in my way as I lead him and guide him. And... Uh, you can see, you know, I mean, who wants to put up with that for the rest of his life? Um, I'm, we're just going to have to deal with it, him and I. And some of it is going to be really painful for him down the road if he doesn't just go ahead and eliminate that sin from his life. This last week, we had uh, Forrest Fisher's funeral, and uh, Randy Fisher did the did the service and did the eulogy and he went from a story we've all heard and it, it inspired me so much and I love the way it works I was there listening and he was talking and he started reading about David and Goliath he actually was he actually was paraphrasing and he was describing the, the story but as he did I started reading it and it started speaking to me and it started to speak into me on this issue. And I knew as he was, as he was sharing Forrest's life, I knew that I was going to use those same verses that he brought back to my attention today with y'all. And it, and it was amazing. I just love the way it works. I just love the way the Holy Spirit brought it to my attention. I, I love the way that the living word came to life again as I was, re as I was reading it there at that funeral and it spoke to me in a brand new way. And I hope, I believe that that exact thing is happening here today. That as I might be taking you one direction, that the word comes alive and it takes you wherever it needs to take you to teach you whatever it is you need to learn today. But as we go, I want to go to uh, 1 Samuel uh, 17. I believe that I'm going to start here about the 20th verse. And I want to read this story. And as we go forward, I want you to think about, I want you to think about sin in your life. And the reason that I've, I want to discuss this, as I've gotten, as I'm preparing for the new year, and I've already shared with you in the new year, we're going to, we're going to explore your personality. And off of that, we're going to springboard from there into your gifting the things that you're good at the things that God put in you and from there my hope is is that you seek your calling because of you found out who you are you found out what you're good at what you're created to do and then you seek what it is you're called to do those two are totally separate but as you discover your calling it'll be incredible how you will use your gifting to do the things that he calls you to do and, he, and you're going to be called to do things that you see as absolutely impossible something that is way bigger than you are but along the way so as I've been as a leader I've got to go through this process myself to understand it before I can teach it so I've been on this journey of self-discovery through through the Enneagram and then through, through some other things but the thing that I've I discovered as I've found my as I've got a better handle on myself, I've really been empowered by
by learning the strengths that I come with. I've really been empowered by reaffirming the things that I'm good at. But the freedom has come from knowing about the sin in me and what, where, where it stems from and what drives it. And the more honest I get with the sin, the easier it is to deal with and the more freedom I'm finding. So, so as we go into this, I want you to go at it from the, from the perspective. We're going to tell this story that happened, but we're going at it from the perspective of where you are and how you're going to deal with the sin in you. And I'm going to tell you, as I've gone in this process, and we'll go through this more and more as time goes on, I'm an Enneagram 7, which only means anything that if... But my sin problem is gluttony. The basis of all, all the sin that my flesh really wants to do is gluttonous. When I first heard that, I'm like, that's stupid. I can quit eating quick as anybody unless there's pie or ice cream. <laughs> but my gluttonous spirit, and I really, I never considered it before this journey. My gluttonous spirit, it ain't never enough. Whatever I go at, it's never quite enough. If I win something, I want to win something bigger. If I get my children to understand something, I want them to understand more. If I have five cows, I want ten. If I have one great horse, I want three of them. I, and it goes from there into every aspect. It's crazy how... And as my friend Mark was teaching me along this way, because he knows a lot about it, he kept saying this statement, too much of a good thing is too much. And that's where I live, on this too much place. But as I'm learning to deal with myself and my own issues, I'm like, man, that freedom is amazing. And I'm amazed at how many places along the journey of my own life, as you will be, that I have built compromises with that sin in me, didn't even know it. So I want you, with this in mind, thinking of yourself, we're going to go forward, we're going to go forward in, in a, I think I'm going to start down, it, des it describes, it describes in the beginning of this chapter, it, it describes Goliath, and he's a monster of a man. Um, and he's intimidating. And so is the sin in us. We see it over there, and it's this thing that we notice. We bump around it, and we see it. And we can't quite figure out how to get our arms around it because it's so big, and it's so challenging. But if we go, I want to actually back up to 19. And it says, and I'm just going to start reading, and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit break these verses out in the direction that I've started here. So verse 19 says, So David's brothers were with Saul, and the Israelite army was at the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. And this, Philist, this thing had been going on, and they'd been at this place for 40 days. They'd been stuck here. Nobody winning, nobody losing, afraid to go forward. So David left, and David left, the, left the sheep with another shepherd and sat out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. Jesse was his dad, and he sent him in to, the, to bring gifts to his brothers. And, uh, but here's the interesting thing. So right off the bat, so David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He was arriving at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. First thing I want you to notice here in 20 was is that sometimes when we take on these daunting tasks in our life, we need to trust the everyday stuff to the people that can handle it that are in our lives. God's put people in your lives that can do the stuff that needs doing so that you can do the things that have to be done. Okay? And so I want you to understand that there's people in your lives that can take 
care of some of the things that need doing so you can take on this giant in your life. So David left the sheep and with another shepherd and set out early in the morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. Now we go to 21. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood face to face with each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Goth, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt. This has been going on 40 days. Nobody challenged him. This is getting old, I'm going to tell you. As he was talking with them, the Goliath, the Philistine champion from Goth, came out from the Philistine ranks, and then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israel army saw him, they began to run away in fright. This guy is huge, and he is intimidating and the army cannot figure out, there isn't one man there can figure out how to get their arms around him. How are we going to deal with this mountain? When we start getting really real with the sin in us, this thing is huge. We can't miss it. Everywhere we turn, there it is again. And it's big. It's been there our whole life. Every time we've turned around, it's impacted us in every way. How do we deal with it? It's a mountain. It's a Goliath, if you will. Where do we go with it? How do we get around it? How come I deal with this little piece of it, I take away his shield, and he comes up with a spear? What do I do? Well, let's keep reading and see. 25. Have you seen the giant, the men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. How does that apply to the sin in our lives? I want to look at this in a little bit. I want to twist it just a little bit. Here is this monster in our lives causes us to react in ways that we really don't want to that embarrasses us when we really did when we really get real about it and yet if somehow we could kill that thing we could step into a life that would take us to a place that we can't even dream about today there wasn't one of those soldiers that could even hope to marry the king's daughter and yet here it is offered to him all I got to do is kill the giant let's read on 26 David asked the soldier standing nearby what will a man get for killing this Philistine David's starting to figure out it's like hey man there is a whole life over here that's beyond anything we could even hope for he's starting to get it David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing, he wants to make sure, killing the Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel. And then he goes on what's really eating at his craw. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? And what, and I want to read it again. What, who is this pagan Philistine anyhow that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Now, I want to go back to me. I want to go to you right here. Here's this sin problem, this giant I've been dealing with my whole life. Who is this pagan Philistine that he's been allowed to come against the temple of the living God all this time? It says that right here is the temple of the living God, that I am, I am the house of the Holy Spirit that Christ lives in me who is this sin problem to come against me starting to get away that there's a way to get 
start to understand that there's a way to get over this sin, to manage it in a much better way. 27, and these men gave David the same reply. They said, they went on and told him the same story. Yeah, you could, if you kill him, you can have a life you can't even imagine. 28, but when, the, when David's oldest brothers, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What, do you, what about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know your pride and your deceit. You just want to see the battle. As you go forward and you start taking on, oftentimes there's that little voice, or maybe it's a big voice of somebody that you're hanging out with that really don't want you to overcome this thing. It's not that they don't, but they don't want to have to deal with it them own selves. And they want to justify where they've been living. There's always that place. And the only way to deal with it is to deal with it like David dealt with this that day. It, you just have to go on. It's going to happen. Something negative is going to come out. It's going to be bigger than you are. And when they're saying, yeah, you're just a little guy, and this is a big sin, it's bigger than you are, yeah, I know. I already know, that's why it's still there. But we don't have to live in that world. David, he's starting to shake it off already, 29. What have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. I'm going to overcome this thing through Christ no matter what you say. That's how I interpret it. 30. He walked over to some others and asked the same thing again. He's like, there's got to be a way. This guy is coming against the army of the living God. This sin is coming against the temple of the living God. There has to be a way. He, 30 again. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing, received the same answer. 31. Then David's question was reported to the king Saul, and the king sent for him. Stay with me here for just a little longer. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. I'm going to take this thing on. I've been dealing with it long enough. How dare he come against the temple of the living God? I know my God has huge plans for me, impossible things stored up for me. How dare this thing get in the way again? He's got plans for me, and I'm sick of it. I'm over it. Can you hear it? Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Here again, Saul's like, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine, and possibly when you're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. He's been killing people longer than you've been alive. This sin problem been there since before you were born. I know, but. So David, he tells all the things that he's gotten through so far. God's presence, I wouldn't even be here if God hadn't already rescued me. Why wouldn't he do it again? Listen. I go after it with a club, but David persisted. I've been 34, but David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said, and when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I've already been in situations and lived through impossible things. Every one of you already has been through. The God has rescued you and rescued you and re-rescued you and brought you here today waiting for you to go ahead. Here in a minute, we're going to cut the head off the giant. I go after it with club and rescue the lamb from its mouth, and if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. God's already rescued me, and he showed me how to do it. 36, I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine. 
for he has defied the armies of the living God. I've already lived through so much and God has delivered me and rescued me and I've overcome so many things. What's this giant God against the temple of the living God? The Lord has rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear and he will rescue me from this Philistine fall. Saul finally consented. All right. And I find this amazing that something inside of Saul must have thought because before in the giant's taunt all the way through, he's saying, hey, if I win, you guys will be our slaves. But if you win, we'll be yours. This was in the taunt from the beginning. And I find this amazing that here the king of the Israelites is saying, okay, go ahead. He knows the ramifications if he loses. They must have been in so much pressure. They must have been so sick of being where they were at that he was willing to risk it. Forty days. The Lord has rescued me from the claws of the lions and the bear, and he will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented, all right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor and a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. And here's something, this is also important. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like. For he had never worn such a thing before. I can't go in these. He protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. As we go into this battle, it's our battle. It's our sin problem. It's our battle. We can't fight it. You can't fight it like John Paul fights it because I got my own battle to fight. David couldn't fight this thing like the other like Saul would have though Saul wasn't brave enough to yet he had to fight it like David with the way that David was designed with the skills that he come with that things that he had already been delivered through and because of 40 he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag then the army only with his shepherd's staff and sling he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you would come with me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Listen to this. Come over here and I'll give you flesh. I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. And here's the truth, and here's what I want you to understand. 45, David replied to the Philistine. We can reply to this sin problem in our lives, this thing, this driver behind the sin. David replied to the Philistine, You have come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I... Come to you in the name of the Lord's heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, of God's people, of whom you have defied. You have come, sin problem, you have come against the temple of the living God. Today, 46, today the Lord will conquer you and I will cut you, I will kill you and cut your head off. And then I will give, not only am I taking you out, but because of it, all the sins that come with you are going down right here. Listen, today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give you the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, that there is a God of gods, King of kings, there is one true God, is what they're saying. 47, and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. 
reaching into his bag, into his shepherd's bag, and taking up a stone, he hurled it with his sling. Again, it ain't the first day David ever run a sling. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell down to the ground. The rest of this is just as important as the prior, and I want you to really get it here. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. 51, then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword out of its sheath, and David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Why is this important right here? Because if David had let him get back up, he would have been a whole lot to deal with. He knocked him down a peg. He called in God. He's like, you defied the king of kings, Lord of lords. We're coming against you. But when he knocked him down, he didn't start figuring out how to reach a compromise with him. He just went ahead and cut his head off so he was not going to have to deal with him again in a minute. When he got back up, it was going to be overwhelming. The sin in you, you can overcome it. But if you don't go ahead and cut its head off right then and there, when it gets back up, it's hard to deal with. Have you been there before? Me too. My whole life until I started getting real about it. And every day I get a little more real. I get a little more convicted i get a little more certain that i'm just going to cut its head off so i don't have to deal with it when it gets up tomorrow listen to me there's so many ways if you got financial problems tithe just cut his head off right off in the beginning don't wait until you're in a bind give in the front and see if God won't bless you in the rear. Say it's porn. Turn your daggum phone off. Just quit it. You know you can't pack it around. Sooner or later, you're going to be reaching a compromise with it. If it's anger... Pray for the other. You start praying for him, God's going to change the way you see him. What have you done? You just cut the head off of that giant that you never could control. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is with you. I just know what it is with me. But I know that i got to do whatever it takes to whack his head off. Because if I let him get back up, before I know it, this giant is bigger than he was when he went down. We're going to do, do a baptismal service here in a second. I'm going to have Dusty take my cold out so he isn't a disruption. <laughs> um, today we're going to do it in a unique and special way. And I, want you, I need you to listen to me here as a body. We have, some, we have several, and, uh, and if it's you... If that giant in you is that you have supposed to be an obedient and went ahead and committed to the Lord in every way and you've been dragging your feet, I want to encourage you today to cut the head off of the giant. Go ahead and kill him once and for all and get in the water. <laughs> He's still got that sin problem we ain't dealt with. Okay? I'm talking to you if it's you but as we go forward today because of some of the people we're going to baptize we can't have any pictures no live feed nothing that gets back to facebook and it's literally a safety issue for some of the people that are getting in the water so i want you to trust me and i want to be able to trust you we're going to baptize some people publicly but it cannot go into the internet okay we can talk about it all we want to but there can't be any pictures or live feed 
literally for the safety of the people that are getting in the water. So if you've already agreed to be one of those that are baptized, I want you to come on down here. We're gonna, they're gonna, the live feed's going to go up. So if you've been on the Internet, you can hear, but you can't see. And if you've got a phone, please, no pictures, no live feed, none of that. So if you've agreed to do this before, this is what you want, I want you to come on down here. Come on in if you want to, Tammy. And if, if the Lord's calling you today, you've known that you were supposed to do this in obedience forever. But you've been compromising with that giant. I'm asking you just go ahead and cut his head off today and come on down here. And we're going to, as the girls come down and anybody else that's called in this body, come, yes, please, Miss Grace, come on down here. I'm going to tell you what, God is good. He is so good. He would take, he would take a fire. Mark and Chris, you want to get in here with it, please? Um, he would take a fire and open a door. So that today could happen in a mighty, amazing way. He would, he would break down barriers in the most incredible of ways. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm going to baptize Brett first. The girls are get, getting changed. And I thought that I, had, I wasn't as ready as I thought I was typical me Brett asked me Brett started all this take your boots off Brett would you bud <laughs> Brett I got I got a question for you do you believe that God is sovereign creator of the universe created this entire world including you knew you before you were conceived you do? Do you believe that Jesus was his son, come, on this, come, on, come to this earth in the flesh, walked among us to teach us how to live, died a terrible death for our sins, and rose three days later to overcome death? You do? Do you believe that there's a Holy Spirit to help you through this life, to help you help others, and to help you help yourself? Yeah? Well, get in this water, and I want to baptize you in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How warm is that? <laughs> kind of cold still. I thought we had done good. I want you to go down on your knees, okay? Awesome. Brad, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on in here, girls, as you get ready. Let's get good job, Timmy. Yeah. All phones off. We got we got uh, this is a this is an amazing day, an important day, and I tell you what. I tell you what, God is so good. One of these girls I thought we had missed, and uh, um, actually two of them I thought we had missed, and and, uh, and yet God changed things around so they could still be here. And, and uh, um, this is amazing. Come up here a little closer. No phones, whatever you do, please. Is there one more or is this it? Here we go. Is this it? Okay, so girls, we've 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 met here at church, and we've also we've also gone through Bible study together, and we've talked about a lot of things, and we've talked about truth in many many ways. But I want you to I want to know I want to know in my knower that you understand the truth of what we're doing. And so I've asked I've asked Chris and Mark both to to read some verses for you, and I want you to. I want you to consider the truth in them, okay?
So Chris is going to start here. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So, so, it's, so we, we, it's about believing, but it's also about making it public, which is what we're doing here, that, that it's, he wants... He doesn't want us to have this in the closet relationship with him. He wants us to have an out front, everybody sees it relationship with him. Galatians 3:27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have closed yourselves with Christ. So everybody that is united with Christ has put and and gone through the through the Symbolic baptism is, is going through the sign of putting, we're putting him on like new clothing. This hat is almost new, and when I put it on, everybody can see it. They can see that I come from a certain culture. They can see that I care enough about that culture that I bought a nice hat. They can see it impacts everything that I do. As we go into life, and it would we're saying that everything we do, we want it to reflect Christ, that they can see it in us and on us. They don't have to know us to know there's something different about us. What is it? Oh, they're a Christian. They follow Christ. So is that what you girls are signing up for? Yes, sir. I like it. So here's the, que here's the three questions I always ask. Actually, I'm going to ask four of them, okay, today. And, and by getting in the water, you're saying yes. But the first one is, is that I want, I want to ask you, do you believe that God is a creator of the universe, that he is a creator of the entire world, including you, and he knew you even before you were conceived? The second question that I ask you is, if, do, do you believe that Jesus is the son of God and the son of man? He was God in the flesh. He come to this earth to walked on it to show us how to live he also took his sins upon us which were heavier than we could carry he cut the head off the giant for us and three days later to show us that he could even conquer death he rose again so i'm asking do you believe that then there's, then he told us, before he left, he told us, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to leave you with an advocate. I'm going to leave you with a helper. That helper is the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit convicts us. It teaches us. It guides us. It helps us go in this life. And it also helps us help others. Do you believe that? And the, thir the fourth thing that I want you to consider is that every ounce of my body believes that God's word, the Holy Bible, is true. That every word in it is truth. That it is infallible. There's things in the Bible, when you first read them, it seems like it contradicts itself. But as you dive into it, my belief is as you dive into it and you really break it apart, that it doesn't contradict itself. It reaffirms the truth in itself. But, to, but you have to know the Bible, and you have to know God. You have to know Jesus, you have to know the Holy Spirit, and pretty soon it starts adding up more than you thought. So I believe that the Bible is 100% true and infallible. Do you believe that? Okay, I'm going to baptize you one at a time in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is an amazing day right here. L <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, my sister. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you it's a lot warmer than it would have been. Thank you, Mike Case. Come on in here.
<laughs> down, down on your backside. That a girl. Yeah. You're good. I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Tell me. I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so here's my question What's wrong with being rebaptized? Nothing. This is, I mean, we, there's all kinds of journeys, and this is amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, girls, it's a lot warmer than it would have been. I <laughs> baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's goosebumps on her bigger than chicken eggs. <laughs> I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holly girl. <laughs> All the way down. You got to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Giant slayers right here. Listen, as Lily closes us out, and then we'll let, do we want to do announcements now or after? We'll do, do you play us out. When it's done, Braden will do uh, announcements and pray us closed. And if, uh, while you're, while Lily's singing, if it was, if you were supposed to get in this water, uh-huh, okay. Because I don't want to, I don't want to miss out. If there was a giant left alive in this place today, let's go ahead and kill him. Yeah. Cut his head smooth off. Nobody likes it when these two sing together. Won't hold 
But you bow, chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Shame has no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. So let the spirit rise up and break through the walls and beat down the doors. Crash through the windows, cover the earth, the earth, the earth, the earth. Let the spirit rise up and break through the walls and beat down doors. Crash through the windows, cover the earth, the earth, the earth, the earth. Fear has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Lord, we thank you so much for our community of Christians here, for our church. We thank you for our town and our country. We love the freedom we have. Lord, we got a lot of people hurting. We got a lot of people without jobs, and we know you've got it. We know that, that it's in your hands, and we'll be fine. We believe just like David did, and we know that, that you're going to bring us out of this battle. So we thank you for it in advance. We thank you for all the people here, and we ask you to be with them through the week. Be with our prayer list. Be with John Paul, and, and be with our, our leaders of our country. Forgive us all of our sins, these things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.